Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 44, Transporting You have got to be kidding me, Katie said, looking at the rows of cots in the office. Her cot had been pushed to the far end to get another 21 cots in the tiny room. She turned to Tyler. Did the weird animals from California arrive? Tyler shook his head. They only want to come here for the fight and leave spending as little time as possible here. So, how did all these cots get in here? David looked around the room. There is obviously no room in here for me, he pointed out needlessly. Katie looked up, in time to see a pure heart from the meeting earlier, walk down the hallway, grinning. Hey! She smiled at the pure heart. Do you know who moved in here? The pure heart's grin became larger. We did! Katie narrowed her eyes. What do you mean by we? All of us in the meeting earlier decided if we wanted to be on the front line, we needed to be as close to you as possible. What better way than to sleep in the same room with you? Make sure you don't go anywhere without us. The pure heart was rocking back on his heels in glee. You left us the room, he shrugged. We took advantage of the situation. Katie stared at him dumbfounded. She watched him walk away, whistling a happy tune. What the heck am I going to do with all these pure hearts telling me wherever I go? She looked over at David, who was trying to hide a smile behind his fist. You're going to have to deal with them too, you know, because you're going everywhere I go. David chuckled. Here I was concerned about tarnishing your reputation by staying in the same room with you. Now you'll be sleeping in a room with how many other guys? Ha ha. She immediately tried to think of another room in the compound where she could move. You can always put your cot out in the smaller room with us, Zach pointed out. David burst out laughing at the look on Katie's face. That's okay, Katie tried to say as nice as possible. You guys snore as loud as a freight train. Zach and Cluxy grinned. We know, that's why we decided to let you have the other room. Zack admitted with a grin. You can always go to the plantation house, Tyler suggested. The room became dead quiet. Katie gave Tyler a quick nod. That is probably a good place for you to stay. But David, Zack, and I have to stay here to keep up morale and figure out how to survive the next week. And after the battle, Tyler pushed. Katie rubbed her forehead in agitation. Let's get through this week before worrying about after the battle. An excellent way to dodge the question. Katie decided to ignore Cluxy's comment. She meticulously searched every building in the compound. She looked for a small room where she could have some form of privacy. After taking over an hour, she had to admit defeat. Deciding David was going to suffer alongside her, she forced one more cot next to hers. 
She had no leg room and had to climb over his to get to hers. At least she was able to get it in there. As the group of them walked into the mess hall, everyone jumped to attention, giving them a salute. They stayed at attention until they started walking towards their table with their food. One of the seekers stepped forward, blocking their way. Is it true the great tiger, wolf, and bear conquered 70 malice? David stepped forward. Yeah, we sent those SOBs straight to hell. The whole room erupted. Katie couldn't help giving everyone a grin as the applause continued unabated. Sitting down, Zach leaned over. You know, I've been thinking. She gave David a wink. That's why we keep you around. Zach gave her a big smile. Why should we wait till they're ready to attack us when they are at their strongest? Katie frowned. We don't know where they are. We know where one of the leaders are. Zack said offhandedly. At least one of the lower level leaders. You mean Lizzie? David asked. No, I mean Caroline Franklin, Zack said. If we could get her mad, she could order another early attack against the Purehearts. We would need to know the target, Plexi said, leaning in close. Zack nodded his head. But if she did, we could wipe out some of their people before the full moon, weakening their numbers. He looked around the room to make sure no one was listening. We can see how the people fight and place them accordingly. I was amazed how I was able to get 60 pure hearts to cower before me. It means most of these pure hearts are not battle ready. Zack shook his head. You were doing all those mind tricks while you attacked. What does that have to do with anything? It means you have some new fangled abilities we have not yet discovered, Zack pointed out. In the heat of the battle, you may have used them and not realized what you were doing. That makes sense, Cluxy added. I've been watching the pure hearts in the fighting ring, and they are pretty good fighters. What newfangled mind games are you talking about? David said, his voice in a frustrated whisper. Katie gave David a glance. See that salt shaker? David gave a gasp as the shaker disappeared, reappearing in her hand. She casually gave the shaker a few shakes on her food before letting it appear where it was. How did you do that? Katie shrugged. We think it happened when I forced the projections while I was in the sleeping sickness. My mind has somehow turned the projections into reality. Are you telling me you can create things in thin air? I'm not sure what I can and cannot do, Katie said with a shrug. All I know is that I can definitely move objects and maybe teleport myself to other places. Here we go again, Zack said, shaking his head. Why would you think you may be able to teleport yourself? David asked. Katie sighed. The other day when we walked in on Jackson kissing Candy, I didn't run to the waterfall. I closed my eyes wishing I was there and found myself there. Jackson was kissing Candy? Cluxy gave a startled look to Tyler and Zach. I told you we missed something out of everything Katie said. That was the one thing you want to comment on? David asked Cluxy. The missing puzzle of the soap opera finally came together, Cluxy said, grinning. David looked back at Katie. Let me get this straight. You just closed your eyes, wished you were somewhere else, 
and ended up there? Katie nodded. I made myself not present, wished I was gone, and I was. What do you mean by not present? Tyler asked. You know, make myself invisible. How do you do that? Tyler said, agitated. I'm gone for a few weeks, and everyone starts learning so many new things. I'm like a newborn pure heart. You're the one who left. Jackson was on the verge of killing me when he walked in on me kissing you. Katie's face turned a deep shade of red. Jackson walked in on you kissing Tyler. David said his voice had a strangled quality to it. It was only the one time. Yeah. And Jackson had that real deadly look in his eyes. Tyler said, getting into his story. You know, like, you better say your prayers, boy, because you only have about two minutes left to live. Zach chuckled. That's not how you originally told the story. It was Tyler's turn to change colors into bright crimson. Yeah, well, I guess I made a butthead of myself last time I was here. Glad to hear you can admit it, Katie said casually. Jackson shipped me out of here so fast I got motion sickness, Tyler said with a grin. It doesn't make any sense. The two of you walking in on him kissing Candy. Katie gave David a quick glance. He gave her a nod. Jackson has this idea. David and I need to be together for this leg in our lives. He kept trying to push me away, and I refused to go. Hence, the setup we witnessed. Damn! Out of all the scenarios, I didn't think of that one, Cluxy said, slapping the table with his hand. Tyler shook his head. That is really stupid. The anger in Katie's chest returned, thinking about Jackson's actions. Tyler gave her a quick look, feeling her emotions. He must know how you feel. Katie shook her head. He broke the bonding with me. I feel like going over there and telling him how stupid he is. I don't want to die, Tyler said. So, one of you guys are going to have to do it. Zack and Cluxy both raised their hands in surrender. Not my territory, dude. I agree. Tyler grinned, nodding his head. I've got a better idea. All we need to do is let Jackson know I'm in town. I guarantee you he'll be here within minutes. Katie shook her head. With all due respect, Tyler, you need to not interfere with my life. Jackson doesn't want to see me? That's fine by me. The anger was back, throbbing in her chest. Getting up, she dumped most of her uneaten food in the trash and walked out. I feel stupid, David said in agitation. Katie smiled. You're going to have to learn how to project, David. He gestured to the pure hearts, watching them closely. I can't do this with an audience. Katie rolled her eyes. Ignore the pure hearts. They have all gone through it themselves. Besides, they're working on blocking projections. They're all standing around watching me. They just think you look hot without a shirt on. Most of them are male, David said with a grin. If that's what you're thinking, I'm happy. Katie smiled. Okay, look at the shirt you just took off. Picture in your head how it feels, how it looks on your body. Reach down into the animal spirit and pull the heat out. Use the energy to make the shirt appear on your torso. If I can't see the projections, then how will I know I have accomplished it? This inability to see projections is disabling. 
Katie shook her head. The white tiger cannot see projections because it cannot be fooled by deceit. She glanced up quickly, realizing what she just said. David had an astonished look on his face. Where did you hear that from? It just came out of my mouth, she said in shock. I think it's true. I cannot be deceived by a projection, David said softly, his face lighting up. That is why. I knew there had to be a reason. It sure would be nice not to have to go into the trees to change clothes. If I can't see my projections, I still feel like an idiot standing around naked with everyone else. Katie giggled. So everyone is naked? David nodded. Even the girls. It's quite distracting. You can still see my clothes? Katie had to make sure. Yes, Katie. I can see your pink shorts and white t-shirt. Okay, back to the lesson, Katie said with a grin. The shirt is on the ground, so it will be easy for you to see exactly how it's supposed to look on your body. When you bring the heat, it will burn. That's normal. Just let the heat feel like it is consuming you and picture in your head the shirt on your body. I didn't know I was going to be in pain doing this. Oh, just try it, you big baby. David closed his eyes in concentration. The heat is normal? Yes. Just allow it to feel your body, picturing the shirt on your form. She smiled as the shirt materialized on David's torso. You did it. I'm impressed. It took me over a week to learn. David opened his eyes. Looking down, his expression changed into confusion. I can see the shirt. You can? She looked down. The shirt that was lying on the ground was no longer there. It's not a projection. David looked down, then up at her. I materialized the shirt on with my mind. He said it very slowly, as if he was trying to digest the information. The pure hearts started gathering closer, listening intently. Let's do it again. David took off his shirt and threw it down, closing his eyes. Katie stared at the shirt until it disappeared. She glanced up as it materialized on David's shoulders. Zach and Klutzy are going to be jealous. They tried for hours to do things with their mind. I don't really know how I did it. It is exactly how we learn. We learn by accident or need, and then try and figure out how to recreate it. She shrugged, and then we teach everyone else. David gave her an assessing look. Have you tried teleporting again? Katie frowned, shaking her head. Why don't you try moving to just a small area? He looked around. Move over to the far side of that building. I'm not sure I can do it. What's the matter? Afraid of a little heat? Katie immediately closed her eyes, making herself not present, picturing herself by the building. Opening her eyes, she took a quick step backwards. Her face was so close to the building, she was almost touching it with her nose. She turned and waved to David and the pure hearts. She closed her eyes and found herself right back in front of David. That's how she was able to kick our butts, one of the pure hearts behind her said. Katie turned around, giving them a grin. Actually, I thought every one of you was moving really slow. No, another pure heart said. You were moving extraordinarily fast. I was? Yes. Most of them said in unison. All we could see was a blur before something hit us hard. One of the pure hearts said, 
shaking his head. I didn't even see the blur. Another spoke up. I was hit so hard my head could only spin from the impact. Katie turned back to David. Why don't you try transporting? I only learned how to put clothes on a few minutes ago, David said softly. You just moved past everyone else in the compound in one try, Katie pointed out. We would like to try also, one of the pure hearts said. Katie glanced at them before nodding. I think it's the heat that's the key, she said, thinking out loud. The more heat from the animal spirit you use, the more you're able to do with your mind. She moved so she could face everyone. You first have to become not present. Let the heat build into your system and picture yourself not here. She watched carefully as David did it on the first try. She pointed to him. You're gone. She waited patiently as the others slowly started disappearing. When they succeeded, she would point to them, telling them they were now gone. Eventually, the whole group had disappeared. Okay, now everyone reappear, she instructed. The pure hearts all appeared, grinning at her. I'm not sure which one of you were just projecting or actually gone. So the next move is to reach into your body and pull the animal spirit without changing. Let the heat start to consume you. While you're in that state, picture in your mind where you want to go. Don't go far, just about a 100 feet from where we're standing. Again, David was the first to accomplish the task. While he was waiting for the others to learn, he started practicing disappearing and reappearing all over the place. One time, he came back with a sandwich, telling her his mom said hi. Katie, do you have a minute? What's up, Justin? The seekers who had the sleeping sickness are doing some extraordinary things with their minds, Justin explained with his thoughts. You think you could come over and have a look? Katie grinned. We'll be right there. She looked back at the pure hearts. More than half were able to transport. I need to go see the seekers. All you guys that can transport up to the task? The pure hearts stopped, looking at her, not saying anything. Look. You guys need to face the fact they are on our team. You said you wanted to be with me all the time, learning new things. That means dealing with the seekers. David stepped forward. Look, I understand your misgivings. I had to spend a couple of days with Hank. And believe me, I was pretty jumpy. When we needed him, he came through. At any time, he could have turned on us and given us over to the malice. He shrugged. I don't know if you have met Hank. He is so close to changing, it's scary. Are you helping? David shrugged. I'm just saying he could have easily turned on us, and he didn't. David and I are going. If you want to stay, you can. I have never been where the other seekers live. I don't know how to get there. Katie studied him for a moment before grabbing his hand. Maybe I can take you. Reaching inward for the heat, she allowed herself to transport to the seeker cave. She opened her eyes to see David grinning. The startled seekers fell onto their knees, giving them a salute. Katie gave them a quick hello before looking around for Justin. Can you tell me where Justin is? One of the seekers got up. He is in the meadow to the east, Great Wolf. Katie turned east. Pure hearts started appearing all around her. 
Some of them were holding hands with the ones who couldn't transport. Glad to see you could make it. Changing into animal form, she headed towards Justin's group. They are not projecting, Justin said quietly to Katie. They are actually creating things with their minds. Are they actually creating them or bringing them from other areas? Justin frowned. I'm not sure I understand. Katie walked up to the grinning seekers. She saw the pure hearts that came with her, keeping a wide distance from them. I hear you can do extraordinary things with your minds. One of them nodded. Instead of projecting, we are creating things with our minds. Are you creating them, or do you bring them to you with your mind? The seekers gave her the same confused look Justin gave her. She noticed, despite their misgivings, the pure hearts were closing in so they could hear. I believe you are bringing objects to you. For example, she reached her hand out and imagined an apple to appear in her hand. This apple came from somewhere. It actually disappeared from wherever it was, reappearing in my hand. I do not believe I can create this apple. She looked at the seekers. Do you understand? They nodded. She then projected them in outer space with pictures from the space hubble. The seekers and pure hearts looked around in awe. She closed down the projection. That was a projection. I cannot actually change the laws of physics. The air we breathe is still present. I can only fool the mind with a projection. Katie put her hands on her hips. Can you project? Why is it important to project, Great Wolf? One of the seekers asked. Katie projected wolves approaching them. She first had six. She multiplied the six into sixty. The seekers immediately changed into animal form, facing the wolves. She changed into animal form and attacked the seeker, dissolving the wolves in front of them. She then backed away. You have to first learn to project so you can learn to block the projection. You have to know what is real during the battle. Do you understand? How do you know such tactics will be used? The seeker asked. I know my former best friend. She will use everything to her advantage. She is much better than I at projecting at much larger distances. Katie, where are you? Katie paused. I'm with the Seekers, she said with her thoughts. How many times do I have to tell you? You are not to go anywhere without me. Zach yelled with his thoughts. Katie sighed. David, can you go get Zach, Cluxy, and Tyler and bring them here? David grinned, disappearing. He showed up a moment later with Cluxy and Zack. Each of them had a startled look on their faces. Disappearing again, he reappeared with Tyler. I only left you for one hour, Zack said, shaking his head. We actually traveled through space, Cluxy said in awe. I thought only you could transport, Tyler said, shaking his head. How did David learn so quickly? Katie grinned. Hey! You snooze, you lose. It was only one hour. Will we be able to learn this new skill? A seeker asked. Ditto, Justin said, folding his arms. Katie grinned. I believe you'll have no problem learning now that we know the basics.
Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.